Manic Monday. It's the Bengals. Thank goodness it is Friday. We get to enjoy that and some nice weather today, Jen. Yeah, temp's going to be in the 70s today. Looking forward to that. We're close to 40 now. It's going to be clear. Looking forward to it. We get to talk with Dr. Arnotzi again, infectious, infectious disease physician. And we've got some COVID-19 questions. Over the past year, we've had access to to Dr. Arnotzi, who's been able to give us, you know, real-time info on what is going on and how to deal with these things. Good morning, Dr. Arnotzi. Hi, good morning. Dr. Arnotzi, we are actually starting to see the decline of COVID-19. So, you know, a lot of people, it's kind of one of those things out of sight, out of mind. But is it something that we all should still be concerned about? Yes, unfortunately, we're still not done with COVID-19. I mean, everybody working in this field is ready to be done. We're ready for COVID-19 to be over and us to stop thinking about it. But that's not quite where we are. We're much, much better than what we were back in December and January. You know, our local region, we had our peak of COVID surge back in December and January. At least we're hoping that that was our peak. Um, And then since then, we've had a significant decline in cases. But then over the past month, we've really kind of had a bit of a plateau where we still see patients with COVID. We still pay patients coming into the hospital with COVID. So we're, we're not, we're getting much, much better than we were, but we're not quite done. Um, and we're also continuing to watch, you know, there are these variants where the virus changes and then, you know, and so we're still watching these variants to make sure that that doesn't, you know, prompt another surge. Yeah, the variants for sure. And here's a question. I know a lot of people probably think about it, at least crosses your mind. We've had several cases. There's been a death. There's someone in critical condition from the J&J shot, side effects, blood clots in the brain and uh, things like this. Should people be worried about vaccine side effects? And then if you're, let's say you're already taking other drugs and we just don't have a history on how the vaccine interacts with maybe your heart blood pressure medicine or birth control or whatever. The vaccines is we actually have you know for these vaccines we have a lot of data uh, we have a whole lot of data just because of how quickly this has been rolled out um, the J and J vaccine so yes they had they've given out over seven million vaccines of the J and J vaccine and then they had six cases of this unusual blood clot that can occur it's called a venous sinus thrombosis, which is a a blood clot in the veins that go to your sinuses. And it's an unusual thing. Um, And it it was a less than a one in a million cases. But they did what we're supposed to do, which is, you know, be as as transparent as possible, prioritize safety of this vaccine over everything else. uh, And to say, pause, let's stop. We're not going to give this vaccine anymore. We're going to see if this is something that's meaningful. You know, remember, if you're vaccinating the entire population. Um, we see venous sinus thrombosis in, you know, a certain number of people just naturally. Now, this is a pause because we want to see, is this really associated with the vaccine or is this that background, you know, one in a million people will get this regardless of whether they got the vaccine lately or not. And so they're pausing to evaluate it, which is the right thing to do safety-wise. Um, you, you, you say, you know, well, gosh, we haven't, you know, we don't know how these vaccines will work with, you know, people taking certain medicines. One of the good things about the way that they did the studies is they, they really tried to not cherry-pick their participants. So we do actually have a lot of data. You know, at this point, you know, we vaccinated um, over 30 million um, 
in the U.S. Uh, and worldwide. I mean, we've just there's been so many people who have gotten the vaccine and doing our real time data monitoring. We're seeing, you know, how how it's working and also how you know people are doing. Um, and and we're really seeing that these these are fairly safe. And so those studies included people who are on blood thinners, who are on heart medicines. Um, so we do actually have a lot of data about the safety of these vaccines. Um, you know, I think the J and J vaccine. You know, what's happening with it does make people nervous, but I think that this should, you know, show us that yes, we're not hiding anything. We're not trying to, you know, push through an unsafe vaccine. You know, this is a less than one in a million event, and we're pausing things because we want to make sure, above everything else, that these are safe vaccines. That this is not something that's going to harm people, um, and and that's that's what they're trying to do. And that is that's a great point. And um, I should say that uh, whenever you hear a a, a medication commercial say it's 30 seconds, you then hear like a 40-second disclaimer. and uh, But we don't hear about, you don't hear that when they talk about these specific uh, uh, medications and what they do. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Um, and a lot of people say, you know, I've heard somebody say, I've already had COVID, I, I don't need to mm. be vaccinated. Should Should they still be vaccinated? So this is a great question, uh, because we know that after having COVID, you do have some durable immunity, and we don't know entirely how long it lasts. We know different people carry that immunity for a different length of time. We feel pretty confident, but within the first 90 days of having COVID, you're, probably, you're not going to get it again, um, most likely. Uh, and so, But in general, we don't have good data that having COVID back in March of 2020 is going to protect you today in April of 2021. We are worried that some of that immunity might wane. Um, we do recommend people with a history of COVID get vaccinated because the durable immunity that we're seeing from the vaccine you know, seems to be fairly reliable and long-lasting. Even though COVID can prompt different levels of protection in, a, in the human, the vaccine seems more reliable as far as uh, prompting that, that good protective infection that will keep someone out of the hospital and out of the ICU. And people are hyper-careful when they're going to start a family, and they say, okay, well, I want to have children, and you're of those childbearing years, and so you're not going to drink, you're not going to smoke, you're going to make sure that you're doing the healthy things. Uh, if if someone is pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, should that have an impact on whether they get vaccinated? So this is a really good question, and this is something that originally, because it was not tested in pregnant women initially, uh, initially they said, okay, if you're pregnant, just don't get vaccinated because we didn't test it. And the interesting thing that happened is a whole lot of pregnant healthcare workers really came back and they said, this should be a decision we should get to make for ourselves. Um, you know, we think if we think that you know my risk of getting COVID as I'm working in the ICU with my you know pregnant belly, if I think my risk of getting COVID is high, we should be able to make this decision for ourselves. And it was really interesting because the um, the uh, OBGYN. Um, uh, foundation really kind of came out and said, we think that, that we should, you know, even though it hasn't been tested, we should not restrict this away from pregnant women because we know that the, you know, if they get COVID, they still have this risk of, of getting quite ill. And we know this vaccine does reduce it. And so then they did, they let pregnant women make their own decisions and say, you know, we, it has not been tested. We don't think that it's going to be harmful, but we, it's reasonable if you want to try it. And I, I, again, I counseled a lot of people in my own system who were, pre- were pregnant and wanted to talk about, you know, maybe, or breastfeeding. And they said, I, I think I'd, I'd like to talk about the risks and benefits. Now, and now it's, it's actually even better because that was back in December. Um, and now we have data. We have data in pregnancy. We have data um, uh, where it's still something where, you know, if a woman is pregnant or um, uh, breastfeeding, 
you know, she should she should talk to her doctor about it. But it, it's moved from something where in the very beginning, you know, back in November, December, we said, okay, don't 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 recommend it to pregnant women because it hasn't been tested. But now it's moved towards many people would recommend um, uh, many uh, physicians who take care of pregnant women would would say, I think this is a risk benefit situation, but it might be, be beneficial. Um, you mentioned about wanting to get pregnant and, and you know, fertility, right? Um, so one big uh, thing that's been discussed is whether or not this disease affects fertility. Um, it's an interesting thing that that has emerged as a concern because, um, uh, so this was something that I think it, there was a, a one comment made in a um, uh, web sorry, a, a web chat where someone said, oh, I wonder if this is going to affect fertility because of the way it's similar to this particular molecule um, in the human placenta. And then additional studies really didn't show that. They said, no, it doesn't quite, it's not quite, it doesn't really match it as well as, as we thought. It, it seems okay. Um, and then, you know, going forward, there haven't really been fertility concerns with people getting the vaccine. But this is still something that is, um, that, that people talk about, um, uh, but no, the studies have really not shown any sort of concern with fertility. So if someone is, you know, in childbearing age, there's no contraindication to getting the vaccine. And Dr. Arnotzi, if someone would like to register for a vaccine, um, how can they do that? So if you want to register for a vaccine, there's actually a lot of options now. So when this first started, because we had such limited supply of vaccine, we were doing it through events. You may have heard about, you know, First Health is doing it at the Fair Barn, Pinehurst Medical Clinic, uh, we were working with them, and then also the health department had vaccine. But now there's actually a lot of vaccine available. So people, um, if you go to um, uh, uh, the website for North Carolina, is, um, is the, so if you want to go to the First Health website, you can schedule a shot. A lot of local pharmacies also have shots. Um, uh, for and North Carolina, the DHS website also has um, resources where you can uh, just go and, and register. It's called yourspotyourshot.nc.gov, and you can register to get the vaccine. Okay, yep, and you can go to firsthealth.org/shot. You can call seven one five shot as well. Get more information. Educate yourself as we're doing right now. Um, Thank you to the uh, good information that we get from time to time from infectious disease physician uh, Dr. Arnotzi. It's always good to talk with you, and we really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. What's in store this week at Staples? A big deal on ink that's kind of a 